Hello, everybody, and welcome to 30 Minute Thrive, your go-to podcast for anything and everything HR, powered by MRA, the Management Association. Looking to stay on top of the ever-changing world of HR? MRA has got you covered. We'll be the first to tell you what's hot and what's not. I'm your host, Sophie Voller, and we are so glad you're here. Now it's time to thrive. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 50. We're celebrating this episode today, so it's a little special. So thanks for being our 50th guest, Andy. I'll thanks, cheers Pat. to that. Sophie, All right. drinky, drinky. Toast to that. Toast yeah. to that. Right. Well, I know it's your first time being on here. But... Yeah, I'm a little hurt. You know, 50, this, there's been 49 without me. I mean, I thought you liked me, Sophie. No, but uh, seriously, though, exciting. Glad to be here. We saved you for a good episode, so. All right, well, that makes me feel better. Well, we all know there's kind of a collective groan when you hear, this is gonna be a fun meeting. And one of our team members <laughs> actually has a notebook that says, notes and doodles for meetings that should have been emails. Oh. So we've all been there, we've all sat through meetings that have felt like they've kind of been wasting time and um, just wasting that productive time. And now with the whole hybrid and remote work factors, meetings just seem to have lost their power. So today we're going to be discussing tips on how to make meetings great and not merely just meeting to meet. So today I'm here with expert on the topic, Andy Maris. He's an MRA learning and development instructor, but he really has broad expertise in leadership growth, change management, brand marketing, and much more. So, and he put a lot of different roles too, like leader, coach, motivator, and trainer. So I know you'll have a lot of great tips for us today. Well, this is a topic I'm very passionate about. Not a big fan of wasting time. And I, I've been in four or five hour meetings that were really effective. Yes, absolutely. Well, well, yeah, I've been at 20, meeting, 20 minute meetings, like why am I here? <laughs> right, so really important that we get this right. Well, we gotta start out with the negatives, unfortunately. So what are some top complaints of having meetings generally? Oh, there, there's so many, there's so many I, to me, Maybe my biggest yeah. complaint is when the meeting is supposed to end at a certain time and it goes way over, right? Mm -hmm. Minute or two or human. I actually try to leave slightly early. We can yeah. talk about that later, but it's it's really irritating when it goes way beyond and you've got other responsibilities, other duties. Another thing that really bothers me is when it doesn't have an agenda. You're sitting there wondering, why am I here? Yes. I'm actually want to add value to the meeting, but if I'm not aware of what we're even going to try and solve or understand in the meeting, absolutely, really can set up to fail there. It can feel like a huge waste of time. Yeah. We're all so busy. I'll add on to the negative list too. I feel like one of my pet peeves is when no one's really engaged in the meeting either. So you're just kind of sitting there looking at each other. That's, that's never a good thing. But any other common mistakes that people make when running or even planning a meeting? So not having an actionable agenda, mm -hmm. I think is a big one. Not helping people understand what their role is supposed to be in the meeting. What are we trying to accomplish? What should I bring? What value? Um, not having a follow-up. There's just so many things that, that go poorly in meetings. And I think it's really important to think about, you know, why are we having the meeting? Yeah. Who should be there? And then what do we do before, during, after, and then even follow up all of those types of things so that the meeting's really fruitful. Mm -hmm. And it's it's solving business problems or informing people of what they need to know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's dive into some logistics. 
what are some key principles for conducting efficient and effective meetings? And you covered a couple, but any other kind of key principles that we can't miss? Yeah, I really want to emphasize, I know I've said it already, but that really having an, what we call an action-based agenda, an outcome-based agenda. Um, I, we, we want it focused on where are we going with this, right? So instead of having bullets for the meeting, like I've, I've seen invites that they're trying to even have an agenda, and I, that, that's better than not having one, but it'll say updates or new ideas, and what am I going to do with that, right? Yes. Time. That doesn't really mean anything. Instead, how about something like brainstorm solution to X problem mm -hmm. or vote on realistic deadline for whatever the, uh, whatever the project is. And so those types of things we want to make sure yeah. we, we have it be action-oriented, right? Have mm -hmm. verbs that say we're going to do something, not just... A little more specific. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So how about the length for meetings? Like, do you have a recommendation for an appropriate length of a meeting or any recommendations on that? Well, it really depends on what you're trying to accomplish. I've been to really fruitful all-day meetings because it's a major undertaking or maybe it's a, you know, once a year strategic planning event or something yeah. like that. So that could be really long, but it really needs to be fruitful because mm -hmm. we're, we're putting together the agenda that helps us understand what we're trying to accomplish and when and why and who's going to do what. On the, at the same time, most meetings are there to not be that long. Mm -hmm. Kind of the standard is an hour. Really, since COVID, I, I think this is especially true because people are so many virtual meetings, and so you're not even in the same room physically, and people are stacking meetings on top of each other, and I don't even have time to, to take care of my bio needs either, yeah. right? When, when, when uh, I'm going from one meeting to another. So we've been suggesting that maybe people think about a 50-minute meeting. So you've got a 10-minute period to That's get fine. ready to prep for the next meeting and take care of any physical yeah. needs you have. Oh, maybe a 25-minute meeting instead of a half hour, that kind of thing. So people have a time to decompress. They have time to prep. Mm -hmm. Because we could just keep stacking these, especially yeah. when we're on that rectangle, right? Yeah. That, uh, that's, that's uh, I think, really helpful. Yeah, that's a great idea. I feel like with those day-long meetings or five-plus-hour meetings, it's important to have breaks, too. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. Just even a 15-minute, like, let's go take a walk or, I don't know, just a little brain break. As a trainer, we talk about having breaks every 70 minutes. There's actually adult learning science behind that. I think that we can apply that to meetings. If you know there's going to be a long one, people kind of hit a wall every yes. 70 minutes or so. That's what the research tells us, and I think that applies to meetings, too. Mm -hmm. So how about managing time during the meeting? What do you have to say about that? It's just really important to make sure that people are moving whatever the topic is forward. So often people go down rabbit holes. They're not yes. the focus of the meeting and squirrel. And now we're, <laughs> now we're, we're, we're out of uh, alignment with what we're trying to accomplish. And so as the meeting leader, you want to make sure you're constantly driving it forward. I, I have a joke that I tell people. I, I said, let's follow the five Bs. Be brief, baby. Be brief, <laughs> right? And, and that uh, makes people laugh, but it also That's reminds true. people, land the plane, right? Yes. And, it, you know, it, it get your point out. Mm -hmm. But do it in a way that's concise and that everyone understands, right? Say enough so that people understand, but also concise enough that we're not dominating the meeting. In fact, I suggest to people 
that whatever the number of the people in the meeting, if there's 10 people in the meeting, you should be one tenth of the conversation. Mm-hmm. If there's two people in the meeting, you should be half, right? Yeah. But whatever that is, kind of aim for that. And when we set those rules ahead of time, I think that really, really yeah. helps quite a bit. And I know we were talking about this before, but how about the ELMO acronym? <laughs> no, that, I think we got to bring it out. Right here. Um, <laughs> So we've got Elmo here, and uh, the famous Sesame Street character, right? And I'm actually too old for this guy. My kids like this guy. He, he didn't exist when I was Sesame Street 8. But um, it stands for enough, let's move on. If somebody is just circling and circling and circling and not landing the plane, as I like to say, enough, let's move on. Now, of course, we have to set this as a rule ahead of time. Yeah. If you pull an elbow out, that could be insulting, right? Like, wow, you're shutting. It's basically shut up, but in a nice way, right? It, but but it really helps people to go, okay, you know what? We've, we've yeah. discussed this enough. We've come to a consensus or, or whatever it is. Somebody can call Elmo. You definitely want to wait to call it. Some people call Elmo too quickly. Oh. Right? Well, wait a minute. We're not quite done. Yeah. Otherwise, it, it, it's something we do on our team. Um, and, and so uh, we'll even say, well, Elmo has been called. And then, okay, we, 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 uh, we beat this topic to death. It's time to move on to something else. Oh, yeah. No, I learned that from the instructors, and I love it. I'll use it. <laughs> so what are some effective ways to really engage all the meeting participants in a meeting and kind of encourage that active collaboration for the whole group? As a meeting leader, you want to really be a facilitator, right? It, it's really about drawing people out. Mm-hmm. Not everybody loves being the center of attention. Some people are very shy and they have great things to add. Mm-hmm. But if it stays between their ears, it doesn't do us a lot of good, right? So, you know, Sophie, what do you think? Yeah. And, and, but not putting people on the spot, mm-hmm. another reason why it's so important to have that outcome-based agenda. Because they know what they're supposed to say in the meeting, what they're supposed to bring, what value and they're going to offer, what expertise we're asking for them to bring. And, and so they're, they, they're more prepared because this goes out maybe two or three days before the meeting ever, mm-hmm. ever takes place. I, I, I try to shoot for at least 24 hours before the yeah. meeting. We've got this action-based agenda you know, in the invitation. Yeah. And how about um, for remote meetings or virtual meetings? I feel like... <clears throat> It might be a little trickier to get that active engagement through a screen. So what are your what's your advice on that? Well, I've got one. I'm going to talk straight to the camera on this. Put your camera on. That one drives me crazy, right? Because all of a sudden it's like the conference call from hell that you're probably too young to remember. But but some folks, you know, we used to have just the phone sitting in the middle of the room and you people would interrupt each other. And, oh, you go first. No, you go first. And we... That was an extra awkward part of the room. Mm-hmm. Well, why have video if we're not going to use it? And plus, we don't know what they're doing. I've actually even been a little mean with this one. Uh, I mean, you know, it's kind of creepy when you when you don't turn your camera. Boy, does that go on quickly then, right? <laughs> you, you better you better know your audience before you pull that one out. But um, we've got to get that camera on. You know, I I get it. Yeah. People could be doing laundry during the meeting. I want them focused on what we're doing, yes. right? And, and it's great that we can work from everywhere. I, I've been impressed at how uh, we can, a lot of people have proven that they can be really good in, in online meetings yeah. where they're, they're not distracted. And they, but boy, that camera on, yeah, I'm passionate about that one. And I, I, I don't really believe the excuse anymore. Well, I don't have a camera, it's 2020. 
Yes, you do. And, and you know, we just went through a global pandemic recently. Everyone has yeah. in Canberra. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um, and kind of going off of that, um, what you were talking about with the laundry and just being a little unproductive on the meetings, what are some best practices for handling those, let's say, disruptions or unproductive behavior during meetings? I think it's really important to set the, the expectations uh, ahead of time, right? There's so many rules of engagement. I like to make sure that everyone agrees to at the outset of the meeting, and maybe you even have that part of your invite, right? Yeah. So Vegas rule, what's set in the meeting stays in the meeting so people feel safe to contribute, right? That's a huge part. Um, like I said, everybody's a certain percentage of the of the conversation. Uh, no killer phrases like that'll never work or this is a dumb idea, right? The moment you do that, you shut down conversation. Nobody wants to be told that. And so all of a sudden, the best ideas get lost because people kill the conversation like that. Uh, so the idea called the parking lot is a great rule, too, where we th- that's not in the scope of this meeting, but it could be a great future meeting. Let's put that on the parking lot. Maybe we've got a big uh, sheet of paper or something we can write that on. We don't want to lose the idea, but it just doesn't really help us in what we're trying to accomplish right now. And uh, another thing that I think is really important is to assign minutes to someone. Somebody's taking the notes and what was said and at what point yeah. and all those types of things. But let's not dump that on the same person every time. I, I think it's important that we rotate that and so that's not dumped on someone. Yeah, that's great advice. And you talked about that meetings kind of carry over to um, actionable steps after the meeting. So how can follow-up actions and accountability be established to ensure that meetings lead to great successful outcomes? It's a great question, right? So uh, I like following up with the meeting on, you know, here are the minutes. Mm-hmm. Here's what was discussed. And oh, by the way, here's your actions, participant. Here's the what's in it for me from your perspective. i got to put myself in their shoes. Uh, here's your action items. Not just that. What are the due dates? Mm-hmm. And so that's really clear. And then, of course, uh, any next steps that need to be included. And it could be having another meeting. Maybe yep. we didn't accomplish what we were supposed to in the 50 minutes. Yeah. Instead of going over, I'd rather just call another meeting. Yeah. Uh, here's what we accomplished so far. Here's what we still need to. I think that's a lot more effective than people tuning out. You know, this is still going on mm-hmm. and becomes a, a just a time waster yeah. once again. So how about, are there any particular cultural or organizational factors that can impact the effectiveness of meetings and how can you really address those? That's a really good question because it really is cultural. I, I go to some organizations where if you're, if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. And then I go to others where, like, nice. the meeting was supposed to start 15 minutes ago and somebody's still walking in and everybody else is having side conversations as if this is normal. And so we, we better set the ground rules, right? And, and work within your culture. You can always work to shape it, right? Really hard to change a culture. Mm-hmm. We could do that over time and, and set the ground rules up front, right? That when we're in the meetings that I facilitate, on time means on time. Yep. I expect you to be here. And... Mm-hmm. This is when I need you and why and what concept. Maybe we get this done on time or ahead of time. Yeah. Instead of going way over because we didn't even start mm-hmm. at the appropriate time. Yeah. That's funny that you bring up 
being late or being early because I feel like you know the people who, oh, I can be 10 minutes late or I got to be here 30 minutes early or it's just kind of fun. But kind of as we wrap up here, what is one key takeaway that you want to share to make your meetings the most effective and efficient as possible? All right. Well, um, it's a good question. Hard one. Uh, come prepared. Come prepared. Be ready to speak up. Have an open mind and really be thinking about what is the best way to accomplish what we're trying to do. Uh, if, I can, if, if I can give you just my favorite way to brainstorm, since we're talking about meetings, one huge tip, it's a very boring name. Uh, it's called the, the nominal group technique. So if you want to Google that. Uh, but, but it's a, the best way to brainstorm I've ever found. Have you ever been in a meeting where it's supposed to be a brainstorm? It's more like a drizzle? Yes. Not even close to a star. It's not even a light rain, right? And um, what the, what this is is everybody gets a silent voice. What, you have a group of people. Let's say there's eight people in the meeting. Mm-hmm. Everybody takes a turn. I give people two minutes to write every answer they can come up with oh. to whatever the question that we're trying to solve, whatever whatever mm-hmm. the issue is. No talking, and then no judging. And I've yeah. kicked people out of these meetings. I give people one mulligan, right? Yeah. You know. Well, that'll never work, Dad. See your mulligan. You do that again, you're out of here. And I've kicked people out because they just can't help it. Those killer phrases. Mm-hmm. But can we can we take turns? So we come back from the two minutes, absolute silence. Mm-hmm. Some people are writing stuff right away. So that person that did a real brainstorm but just shouted out right. still could do that. Right. person that needs time to process yeah. has all this time to think about it. 90 seconds might go by. But then that last 30 seconds, they're writing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. We go around one at a time and everybody shares their ideas. So even if you're the most share, shy person in the group. Yes, yeah, still gets to you can read off that line item. You don't mm-hmm. have to make eye contact even with anybody if you're co- uncomfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And we capture all these ideas. And then I think the best practice is to go around one more time. Yeah. They now have the ideas. Two more minutes. We go around till everybody passes. And I find we get the best ideas in that second round. And it may even be something that somebody would have said, that's a dumb idea. Yeah. But a piggyback on that maybe not so good idea could actually foster a terrific idea. Yeah. No. And then we can vote on what, what we think are the, the ideas that uh, we go forward with. Yeah, that's a great tip. I feel like I'm, I'm a person who has to think and think before I can, I don't know, say, say something or contribute. So that's a helpful way on how to still contribute, but gives me time to think about it, write down my answers and stuff like that. Well, I've had, uh, you know, I've had some brainstorms that were drizzles and I've had some that were actual hurricanes because we use technique and it's awesome how well it works. Yeah. Okay. So now you've got everybody to kind of contribute their ideas, but what happens if you get too many ideas? Now what? So yeah, that's, that's like the opposite problem, right? You go, it's a drizzle. Now you've got a hurricane, right? It's a great problem to have. I remember one time I asked my group, we came up with 101 ideas during a, wow. brains, a true brainstorm session with the nominal group technique. Well, we can't do even close to that, right? Yeah. We want to do maybe five of those things. Well, how do we pick? Yeah. Well, my favorite way to do that then is something we call multi-boating. And you could do three, two, one, where your favorite idea gets three points, your second two. I think it's much better to go five, three, one. Mm-hmm. The cream rises to the top. Everybody, and you got to read the whole list. And, yeah. you know, there's a ton of ideas that, that's a lot to look at. But your favorite idea gets five, your second three, and then just one point per third. And you don't hope for anything else. Mm-hmm. 
and then you see who got the most votes. And the cream really does rise to the top. You might get two or three ideas, and then you might do it one more time to pick the favorite idea. But that really, really helps us narrow that down, and it's, it's a really good tool to make that brainstorm really fruitful. Absolutely. So Andy, you've given us a lot of great meeting strategies and tips and advice, but is there anything else we're missing? Well, there's my, I, I saved my favorite for last. Perfect. I call it the ale rule. So let me pour a drink while I'm telling you this. A-L-E, always leave early, even if it's only 10 seconds early. So, so if I could do a shameless plug, Absolutely. <laughs> I do a class on efficient, effective meetings. Uh, it's not offered in our catalog. It's more of an on-site that companies will bring me in, which I think is actually really effective because like you asked before about the culture, yes. I can tailor it to their culture. And then I even have other topics that are very similar, like having efficient and effective emails and things like that. Maybe a future topic for, for a 30-minute oh, yeah. uh, podcast, uh, but really helping those things to be really effective and not just time wasters once again. Awesome. Well, Andy, thank you for all the great content and tips today. I'm kind of pumped to go into my meetings today. Now. <laughs> but welcome to the show. We'd love to have you again. And to our listeners, if you liked our chat and topic today, I'd urge you to comment a new tip you learned on how to have effective and efficient meetings or comment anything that you want to add on to the conversation. Don't forget to share the episode and consider joining MRA if you aren't a member already. We have all the resources you need in the show notes below, as well as some great resources on our topic for today. Otherwise, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week. And that wraps up our content for this episode. Be sure to reference the show notes where you can sign up to connect for more podcast updates. Check out other MRA episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And as always, make sure to follow MRA's 30-Minute Thrive so you don't miss out. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next Wednesday to carry on the HR conversation.